0: the cinema limbo podcast is part of Podnos, the uk's leading independent entertainment podcasting network for episode archives of cinema limbo and all of the shows on the network visit us at www.podnose.com you can also follow us on twitter via at podnose or send us an email via admin at podnose.com. Hello, I'm Jeremy Phillips, and this is Cinema Limbo. I've been off the air for a while, so before commencing the new run, I had a chance to catch up with my pal, Chris Arnsby. Hello, Chris. Hello. Thank you for um, digging me out of that box I've been buried in. That's okay. Oh, it, was, it felt like the least I could do. Well, so six months in there, mm. stopping me from making new episodes of Cinema Limbo. Um... Did they ever catch the guy that buried you? Yeah, it was Zach Snyder. Oh, right.
1: Oh, wow. Fair enough.
0: Um, well, actually, the uh, the real reason this night, Cinema Limbo has been off the air for so long, unfortunately, is uh, depressingly rooted in my uh, other day job, which was that uh, I was told there was going to be restructuring, in inverted commas, um, at the beginning of April, and at the beginning of July, that restructuring, I, would, I was told, would involve me not having a job anymore, and then at the beginning of October, I was told, oh, actually, we do need you to stay on after all because we messed up and we need more people than we thought we did. So during that whole six months of protracted, unnecessary anxiety, it was quite hard for me to concentrate on actually making new programmes. Uh, we did record one uh, with George. Unfortunately, that didn't work out very well because he didn't really have much to say about the film and I hadn't done enough research. So it wound up being a load of crap. Uh, I've changed it all slightly. We can swear now, so you'll have that to enjoy. No, Chris, would you like to say, say something rude? Bomb. <laughs> Very good. Um, Sorry, Mum. But uh, uh, I, I'll do my best to try and get back on track. Uh, this episode, as promised, is going out in November. The new season of Cinema and will start next week. And I intend, hopefully, that it will run fortnightly thereafter on a permanent basis. I make no guarantees because life throws us these curveballs sometimes, but I shall do my very best to give a consistent run for at least more than three months this time. (laughs) And uh, hopefully the aforementioned work situation will not reoccur. Mm. Um, I have been assured that it won't, but we'll see. Yeah, fingers crossed. Also, I can't name my employer because I signed a contract saying that I couldn't disparage him in public. So that's why... Um, which is why, listener, you probably don't know what I do for a living, and that's absolutely fine by me. (laughs) So, Chris, (laughs) have you had any horrible traumas in the last six months? Um, Not that I noticed. Good. Well, Um, you you would have noticed, I think. Yes, yeah. Um, In the meantime, I have been attempting to keep up with my cinema education, Mm -hmm. because education lasts a lifetime. Um, I watched the Godfather trilogy for the first time. Really? Oh,
1: you're three films ahead of me, then. <laughs> oh, right.
0: <laughs> well, I, I've never seen The Godfather Part 2. I'd seen the other two, but I hadn't seen The Godfather Part 2, so I kind of needed the mm. connective tissue. So I now have an opinion on that. Okay, and? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> eh. Um, That's te- I mean, They're not terrible, mm. obviously. The first one is very good. The second one is more of the same, but... Uh, Diminishing returns, and the two halves of the story of Vito as a a younger man and Michael Collion as an older man, um, they don't really mesh. Right. It's kind of, there's a parallel of, oh, it's rise and fall, Mm. but they're two separate movies. One's a prequel, one's a sequel. I watched The Godfather Part 3 last night for the first time. I liked it. Okay. It's almost as good as the first one. Um, and Sophia Coppola really isn't that bad
1: yes I know she's always the, the, the person that people point out and laugh whenever they talk about Godfather 3
0: I think the problem is she's a perfectly decent actress surrounded by greats, mm. Al Pacino Diane Keaton, Andy Garcia George Hamilton's very good Yeah, a, a, a weird totally straight role but he's, he's actually very good um, and she's in there as well and she's capable. Yeah. She's perfectly fine, but you know, it's like West Bromwich playing Brazil. Yeah.
1: It's uh, under un, under different circumstances the same performance might have seemed fantastic. But yeah, when you're up against those people you don't stand a chance. And do you? it
0: makes a lot more sense her playing that role than the two actresses who were cast before her, which was Julia Robertson and Winona Ryder, no. both of whom famously being not Italian. Well, yes. Something else that I've kept promising to do but never got round to was explaining my pitch for the next James Bond film. (laughs) Okay. And now I pitched this to you in a restaurant before. I think you did, yes. Um, Following on from Spectre, the next movie should start with a pre-credit sequence where. um, What's her name again? Uh, Madeline. I I, I was very unimpressed with Spectre, so. Oh, I think we all were. Um, Matt, yes, it's a, a rerun of the ending of Honor Majesty's Secret Service, Madeline's killed by Blofeld, yeah. Blofeld's escaped from jail so it then sets up Bond to go on a personal mission of revenge, yeah. sanctioned under the counter by M um, to hunt down and kill Blofeld and tear, tear down Spectre once yeah. and for all so it's uh, a bit of thunderball and a bit of uh, license to kill and this is, this is Bond's last mission mm. he's you know he, he's not going to take this anymore he's going to walk away from the secret service and it ends with him on uh, a beach house in Jamaica, just living quietly in retirement and he's visited by Miss Moneypenny who says you know if you ever want to come back there's a job waiting for you in London and the suggestion is that might he might possibly think about yeah. it and then in the next film we have a new bond we have back, working yeah. on that so oh and now we have can sort of relaunch. With a new bond, yeah. and you can still have sort of the connecting tissue. Yes. And my choice to direct would be um, stick to th- you know elements that were before, British or British Commonwealth. Okay. Um, very talented craftsman, uh, someone who's very um, experienced at genre material, but okay. um, not re- uh, sort of has respectability, but never really gained. Um, prestige, mm. and the obvious choice, therefore, is David Cronenberg. I, I was going to say David
1: Cronenberg as a joke. Uh,
0: <laughs> I shudder to think where Bond would pull
1: the gadgets out of. But apart from that, yeah. All
0: well, these days, he makes much more psychologically no, focused yeah. films. So I think that, with his usual um, technical crew mm. combined with the expertise of the the regular Bond team, he produced something that was really interesting. Yeah. he can do action stuff. I mean, there's that terrific fight in the sauna in Eastern Promises where Viggo Mortensen naked beats up a bunch of henchmen armed with And And it's a really terrific bit of cinema. And, you know, Cronenberg can do this sort of thing quite easily now. Yeah, that would be interesting. I think he's a good choice. I mean, it it looks more likely that it'll be someone like uh, either Denis Villeneuve or Jan Demange, yeah. who did uh, Seventy One, from set in Northern Ireland. Am I right?
1: Oh, so that would be uh, the director of Seventy One would be an interesting choice.
0: It's very much sort of gritty and ground. Yeah, yeah. He also did Dead Set, the uh, Charlie Brooker thing for. Oh, okay. 4. Didn't know that. Mm.
1: Did um, has, uh, Daniel Craig is coming back, isn't he? Daniel Craig
0: has signed on to do one last movie. Yeah. And I, I, it, it hasn't been said specifically one last movie. Mm. He signed on to do another movie yeah. but he's close to 50 now yeah. and even though he's still in much better shape than Pierce Brosnan was at the time I think the next one should be the last yeah um, and um, with a good script and a good director it would be the right point to bow out mm, no, to hand over to New Blood my choice for the next Bond Aidan Turner
1: okay the Poldark Mr the, the, I was going to say yes Mr is Poldark too sexy
0: yeah <laughs> He's, he would be a very sexy James Bond. He's a good actor. Ooh. He looks the part, I think. Um, he's quite young, but yeah, you know, bit of a contrast from Daniel Craig. I think he'd be very good. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree. Are there any sort of holes in your cinematic knowledge that you feel recently? Uh,
1: no. The the same. Given that I've just said that I've never seen The Godfather or. Um, no, I don't think so. I think all the... the, the, the I'm surrounded by the, the familiar cone of ignorance. <laughs>
0: um, well, I recently we watched Spotting for the first okay. time since I first saw it, about 15 years ago. And I enjoyed it a lot more the second time around.
1: Oh, so this was the second time you've seen Yeah. Ah, right, OK.
0: Because I thought I'd refresh my memory before mm. watching T2. Number two, yeah. I discovered it's, it's not It's promoted as T2 Spotting. They wanted to call it T2, because yeah. they thought that's what the characters would call it, purely to annoy James Cameron. Yes. But then they realised that when you Google T2, it's just going to turn up Terminator Two. Yeah. So they had to call it something else.
1: It's a bit like Stephen King's It, which is the most unsearchable film title ever on the internet.
0: Well, well, particularly given that Piers Brosnan was in a film around the same time called It. Oh God, yes, that's. Um, I've also been watching the Muppet movies because okay. I realised mean, I hadn't seen most of them.
1: Right. Oh, the proper ones? The original not the... ones. Okay.
0: The, the extra, I mean, there's eight of them now, I think. Really? Wow. Is that right? I lost count yes. a long time ago then. The Muppet movie, The Great Muppet Caper, Muppets Take Manhattan, right. Christmas Carol, Treasure Island, Muppets in Space, Wow. The, the reboot one, Yeah. and Muppets Most Wanted. Right. And I don't think I'd seen the first three, the originals. They're not that good.
1: I remember being bitterly, I would have been ten, and basically I was... You know, in in terms of being a kid, I had very conservative tastes, and what I wanted was more of what I'd enjoyed in the past. And I saw the Muppet movie, and I just remember being incredibly disappointed that it wasn't the Muppets doing a crummy variety show. It's but,
0: not crazy and zany enough.
1: It's just nothing, is it? Yeah, I think does Animal go big at one point?
0: Um,
1: that's, yes, but yeah, that's it. That's my memory of the Muppet film is that Animal goes big.
0: Well, that's quite fun. Yeah. But you wanted more of that,
1: yeah. That might be why I remembered it. That might have been the I, only highlight. I, mean,
0: I I love the Muppet Christmas Carol, and it's one of the it's maybe the definitive film version yeah. of Christmas Carol because it's really faithful mm. to the, the tone and the word on the original page, and it makes changes here and there. Mm. But and Michael Caine is amazing. Yes, that's his his greatest unsung performance because he plays it totally straight. Mm. He said that he the way he got. Through, sort of, turn that mental corner of all his co stars being Muppets was he just thinking, well, that they're, they're equivalent to the Royal Shakespeare Company. Yeah. So he just takes, I think, deadly seriously and it just sells the whole movie. Mm. And he even sings. And he can sing. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Better than Piers Brosnan can. Well, yes, yeah. Listener, Dominator Rago keeps sending me videos of Piers Brosnan singing. <laughs> any particular reason why? Harassment.
1: Oh, okay. I think you can get... There were letters for that sort of thing.
0: <laughs> I saw The Hills Have Eyes for the first time recently. No. The original Hills yeah. Have Eyes. Does that ring any bells?
1: I've, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. It's not very good. Yeah. There's,
0: there's all these great classics that... But this is... Up, they, they, they never measure up to their reputations.
1: But this is the problem I've got. You get all these 100 films you must watch before you die books. Why or... have to invoke death? I've no idea. Probably because by the time you've sat through the hills of ice you want to die or something. But you know, all these blokey lists that um, GQ will, will publish which insists that you've got to watch Scarface or something or Goodfellas. And I just...
0: Or the Italian job.
1: Well I've at least seen the Italian job because <laughs> it's been on TV but the more pressure... That that these lists come up with. Oh, you must see this film. You must see. The more I'm tend- I'm inclined to kick against it, and I'm sure I've seen. I'm sure I've missed some very very good films just by being con- contrary when it comes to these lists. But yeah.
0: Well, I looked through the top 150 on the Internet Movie Database. Oh, uh, to see which ones I hadn't seen, and I think now now I can I can tick off Godfather Part Two, hmm. and I think the rest are all either silent or foreign language. Oh okay. Um, but that doesn't mean that all the ones on there that I have seen are good Yeah. Um, I mean there's a couple of Chaplin films The General Mm. and then Seven Samurai and Rashomon and I've actually had Seven Samurai recorded from TV for the last two years and I still haven't watched it Um, and I won't have watched it by the time you listen to this (laughs) because I'm going to put off watching that until I die Mm. just like the books say
1: well yeah that's true yes why wait Mm. Um, or what, well, why not wait? Why?
0: Why why, not, why? put off today what you can do tomorrow? Mm. Yes.
1: I think a wise man once said that.
0: Yeah, it was Frank Spencer. Oh, well. <laughs> um I did see a good film recently that I did enjoy. It was called Goin' South, which is directed by and starring Jack Nicholson.
1: OK, doesn't ring any bells. Um, yeah.
0: He plays uh, an outlaw trying to escape to Mexico, is caught and dragged back to town, and is going to be hanged, but a local ordinance says that if a local woman is to marry him and to try and reform him he will be spared the gallows and so a local young woman who owns a copper mine or gold mine rather that needs uh, someone to work in it offers to marry him mm. and so then uh, something of an odd couple romance of this very straight-laced serious woman and Jack Nicholson in full-on Jack mm. Nicholson mode with no one to stop him because he's the director <laughs> he still, yeah.
1: <laughs> good grief
0: as they... Um, they gradually become more and more alike. She becomes more sort of wild and he becomes a bit more um, uh, liking to the idea of uh, a comfy home. Yes, and they kind of meet in the middle. Probably. Yes, but uh, an amazing cast. Mary and okay. Christopher Lloyd, Dan DeVito. Hmm. Christopher Lloyd plays uh, uh, the abhorrent admirer character, <laughs> um, a gang that was paid off 12 years later when, of course, they were both in Back to the Future Part 3. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise, in fact, that um, Mary Steenburgen was married to... Ted Danson, Christopher he? Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Malcolm McDowell.
1: Oh, OK. Where did I get the idea she was married to Ted Danson?
0: She was married to Ted ah, Danson. Ah, OK.
1: Oh, was, right. <laughs>
0: Watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, don't you? Uh,
1: into, on and off, yes. Yeah, not for a few years, but yeah.
0: Well, it hasn't been on for a few years. Well, this they're is still, true. they just started a new series. Um, but yeah, they've split up in the show as well. <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> they're, oh. still in, they're still both in the show. But they're also now divorced in the show. Okay. <laughs> and Ted Downson is now uh, dating Larry's ex-wife.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So that's appropriate. And Larry tries asking out Mary, yeah. and she very politely lets him down by saying that he isn't really her type. And the following day, he sees her dating his doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Now to have to start watching *Curve Enthusiasm* again.
0: Any uh, particular TV shows that have caught your eye recently?
1: Um, well, I finally got round to watching Rick and Morty. Oh, right. That's very good. Oh. Um, and I finally got round to... I've started watching the new Star Trek series. Oh, Discovery. What Discovery. did you think? I, as is traditional with these things, I started out hating it, and then I've actually warmed up to it, which seems to be the opposite direction that most people are going in. But i have I've genuinely... I've become a bit more engaged with it. I had real problems with it at the start because the concept of the series seemed to be very much against the kind of thing that Gene Roddenberry wanted. Mm. But I've subsequently I found it's, it's moving in the opposite direction. And, you know, no, I've, I've, I've really been surprised. The last one that I've seen involved Sarek. Um, oh, yes, yeah, so the mind meld. Yeah, and I th- it was one of those ones that you think is going to be a fatally flawed episode because it starts off with, will this character that appears later on survive? And you think, gee, I wonder what the answer to that could be. But actually, despite the slightly ropey premise, I thought it worked really well.
0: I recommend The Good Place.
1: I I haven't even heard of that one.
0: It's uh, started appearing on Netflix weekly. It's broadcast in the US. Um, A woman wakes up in a waiting room and is informed by a man played by Ted Danson. (laughs) Uh, She's dead. Okay. But she's in heaven. Um, And heaven's great... Um, it's all lovely, mm. you get to meet your soulmate, you get to a house that's you know, perfectly matched with your own personality. However, she confides to her soulmate there's been a mistake. She is not the person who has been described in her file. They have the same name and she died at the same time, but there has been a cock-up. Oh. And so she has to help he has to help her cover up the fact that she's supposed to be in hell.
1: Right. And presumably the person that's meant to be... That means that the person they're expecting in heaven is in hell.
0: Yes. OK. It's serialised, and it's from the uh, creators of Parks and Recreation. In oh, really? OK. Michael Schur. And it's in its second season now, and it is definitely something that you have to watch in order. Yeah. It's, a, it's very much a serialised story. But it's brilliantly clever, brilliantly imaginative. Yeah. Um, the lead actor is um, Kristen Bell of Veronica Mars and And. Bad Moms and Frozen and um, she's excellent as a fairly horrible person who is gradually learning how to not be awful completely
1: horrible okay yeah it does sound good I'll have to give that one a go and I've just started watching a series called The Expanse which again I think I'm about four years behind everybody else it's
0: about a pair of trousers that were destroyed
1: sadly not
0: Expanse (laughs) yes
1: yeah I no, it's all...
0: Just do the boring stuff, no, you No, know?
1: no, that's right, yeah. Yes, you, you you do all the heavy lifting.
0: I hear that it's a little bit Star Trek-like.
1: It is. It's people in space having space adventures. But yeah, it's, uh, there's lots of intrigue so far. I'm only five episodes in, but yeah. Oh. so It's got my seal of approval.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whatever that means
0: something that i've been watching on one of the um digital channels is the monocled mutineer oh okay yeah a rerun about um the the very loosely based on fact story Mm. of uh, a criminal who posed as a military officer during world war one and incited a rebellion which was swiftly covered up by shooting everyone involved yes
1: there was a lot of it was an incredibly controversial series when it first ran yes i couldn't really tell you why because I don't. I just remember. I remember the controversy, but not actually what it was that.
0: There are claims that it played very fast and loose with that, the actual yeah. facts, and also the government didn't like <laughs> the idea of uh, characterising World War One as unpleasant, mm. because the Tories seem to have some kind of problem with suggesting that war isn't great.
1: Yes. Well, it was my. It was our, our glorious leader, Michael Gove, wasn't it, that objected to the portrayal of World War One in Black Adam
0: four. <laughs> He's the only person who's ever complained about that. Yes. So, we've got some exciting movies lined up for you in the near future, listener. Um, Several will have been recorded by the time you listen to this. Um, Chris is coming back. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. Because he's going back in that grave. Yes, yeah. Um, So, uh, there's a whole exciting season of fun and adventure and discussion and complaints. And join us, won't you? Yes. Um, Yes. It's great.
1: We should have come up with a tagline, shouldn't we?
0: I just did. It's great! Yeah, yeah. that's true. it. It's great. Come and join us in Limbo. It's not as empty and dull as you might expect. Because I'm there! You have been listening to Cinema Limbo, hosted and produced by Jeremy Phillips, with editing and music by Philip Alderman. Cinema Limbo is part of the Podnose Podcasting Network. So please visit us at www.podnose.com. Cinema Limbo is now on iTunes with almost 40 episodes available, so please download, review and subscribe. Podnose is also on Patreon, so please do pop a penny in the box to help us with our running costs. We're also on Twitter at Cinema underscore Limbo and in person at J underscore J underscore Phillips with two L's. Join me next time, won't you?